Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Roses are red, violets are blue. Trim your balls nice and your date will thank us too. What's up, fellas? Valentine's Day is a knocking and Manscaped is a remedy for what the love doctor ordered. His prescription, the all-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Now you can join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com to stack 20% off plus free shipping with promo code FRATCHAT. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is Julie. Yes, we know, Julie. We know who you are. You don't need to introduce yourself uh, by guest of the show. Okay. I don't know if you remember that. Understood. I think a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, perfect. You know, we are recording. Mm-hmm. So we're on the show. So, you know, anything you want to say? I'm excited. It doesn't matter! <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Uh, okay, I was just testing you. Um, I was get. I'm excited to talk about the Jersey Shore. I love the Jersey Shore. Yeah, that's a new thing. Let's just stay tuned. Anyways, we're gonna do this in uh, three, uh, two, uh, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome. The greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris. Jay Berms, then. Jay Berms, that's. I don't know. I should. I just. I shouldn't have asked. It's my Insta, open. so. I don't want to open this. <laughs> this, is, this, is this is going awfully already. Thank you. <laughs> well, you guys, uh, welcome to the Frat Chat Podcast. Uh, as I said, my usual co-host Chris Cima Moore is off frolicking in the beautiful lands of Italy. So this week, uh, my special guest host was the closest guest host that I could find. Um, she literally lives right here with me. This is my girlfriend, Julie. So she's been a guest of the host. And actually, I believe it's either the sixth or fifth most popular episode of the show. So uh, I wasn't just doing this because of nepotism. Okay? I'm not in the Trump administration here in the pro- in the Pratt Chat podcast. I don't do things that way. Just uh, There was a reason behind the madness. And uh, I figured, let's see if uh, she can do it again. If not, you know, I'll break up with her. But, you know. <laughs> if I make one wrong move, it's about to be Stella, our dog, recording on here. That's It'll right. just be silence for you. <laughs> that's, that's right. Stella's nearby. Uh, we can make this uh, a 
different kind of podcast. Anywho, um, Mr. Mo did send a lovely letter uh, for you guys. Uh, and really, really for us, because, you know, I guess he just loves me. But, yeah, anyways. Uh, here's a little letter from Simo uh, letting us know about his whereabouts in Italy. Um, I'm going to try to do my best Simo impression. Note, he's not making fun of gays or Chicagoans or gay Chicagoans. That's just what Simo kind of sounds like. But, you know, uh, that's just me. Anyways, he said, Oh, hi! I just wanted to say thank you so much for keeping an eye on the pod. Italy has been so much fun. I've seen everything, like, like the leading Eiffel Tower, the Roman Colosseum, where they totally used to stage plays, and had the cuisine of the land, the Caesar salad. And this is totally the best trip ever. Anywho, I'll be back next week with so much to tell you. Love you guys. Simo. He loves us. It's pretty nice. Very nice. Um, and he put a little P.S. there. Yes, tell that bitch Julie she better not get too comfortable. Oh shit! Uh, sorry, Julie. That is uh, totally uncalled for <laughs> by Simo. Um, that just means he's threatened. That's fine. Yeah, you should watch out. Okay. You should be careful. <laughs> you should definitely, definitely be careful. You really nailed the oh hi. <laughs> yeah, and then we kind of went to like Ron Prince. Yeah. Right? It took. It took. It took a little. <laughs> Took a few turns, but the oh hi was there. Oh hi, hi, oh, hi, hi. hi. <laughs> That's Simo. <laughs> I don't know. Then I went to Gay Ron. But, yeah. <laughs> He's also been on the show, you guys. So you can check it out. Ron Pernamano, just uh, two or three episodes ago, and last season and the season before. He's a regular. Um, anywho, I have a story for you about speaking of uh, world travelers. Yeah, pigeon. Recently cleared by Indian police after it was suspected of uh, being a spy for China. For China, okay. And it spent eight months in bird lockup too. Aww, while they were figuring out whether this bird was or was not a spy, and apparently it had like uh, it had these little tubes, uh, these rings tied to its legs that had words that quote-unquote looked like Chinese. According to our report. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it could have, been, could have been any language, but it looked enough like Chinese. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm wondering, like, what did, what did this Chinese jail look like for pigeons? Or what did, you know, what did this Indian jail look like? Do they torture the pigeons? <laughs> Like, who sent you? And they put, they dunk their little head in like a little thing of water. And they're like, <laughs> I feel so bad for this pigeon. Like, it probably had no idea what was going on. No, it didn't. Uh, there must be a lot of bird poop in that cell. I assume so. I assume so. However, I don't know. They probably, they probably uh, intimidate the bird by making it another species. Feces. You huh. know what I mean? Because, like, like, for example, Michael Jackson... He was in jail the second time uh, when he was being processed for the child molestation. His official compl- he filed an official complaint against, uh, I guess, the government holding him, the county, 
time if it was the LPD or the county. Because the jail cell that they put him in had human feces all over the walls. Oh, that's and he's like, they were trying to intimidate me. I'm like, fucking shack me down so they can coerce a confession. And like that's not... And so... Jeez. <laughs> one with this pigeon walked in. <laughs> I remember they just used pigeon feces just to let them know who's boss. I don't know. There was just shit all over the walls. Uh, yeah. How do they expect a pigeon to like relay messages? Is it go, like, well? They do use carrier pigeons. That is a thing. But like the pigeon isn't writing a letter. No, but there was the things were tied to its legs, so they thought maybe it was like a pigeon traveling en route, delivering messages. Like Harry fucking Potter, the owl thing—that's a thing. That is not. Good. No, I know. She didn't invent that. But JK it's not like Rowling he has a that, that camera cool. around his neck. No, he. The messages <laughs> are the thing. Like the messages could have been anything, but it was probably like their PF Chang's order, and uh, some people just went fucking hungry, or you know, some people just mm-hmm. use it as like a for- form of communication, or just people train the pigeons to do it and just do it for whatever. Mike Tyson has pigeons. Oh God, loves them big pigeon guy they actually had a tv show too with the pigeon with the pigeons i was gonna say was it mike tyson's show or the pigeon show well it's mike tyson and his pigeons <laughs> and it's just like him like i love my pigeons i don't <laughs> think he's like indestructible yeah, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> like, i love my pigeons man <laughs> i'm super serious <laughs> my pigeons are indestructible yeah mike tyson uh i love you though great great boxer Sounds fun. Everybody knows this. Anywho, don't kill me, Mike. Um, they really ruffled those pigeons' feathers. <laughs> I'm just going to read this right here. I'm going to leave that right there. Thank All you. Right. That is... Uh, on that note, I want to announce my retirement from comedy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> After hearing that, I just <laughs> I just don't know if I have it in me to keep trying anymore. <laughs> I think I think I just died inside a little bit, you guys. But um, yeah, uh, just couldn't let that one fly. Thank you. See, that's how you do it. Can you see that's how it's done right there. Hey, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you see, you see. That wasn't much better. It was absolutely. Yeah. I think I can speak for most men when I say, we want to have better sex. And for the sake of our partner, we may need to have better sex, fellas. Because no one likes it when you bring a wet noodle to a barbecue party. Write that down. The issue is that over-the-counter erection pills contain unregulated chemicals, suggest unsafe doses, and include the risk of several other health problems. And who wants that? It's like those drug prescription ads where everybody's like sitting there playing volleyball at the beach, but they're dying of herpes. Not cool. That's why we partnered with our friends over at Joy Mode. Whether you're looking to spice up your intimate moments or increase your confidence in the bedroom, Joy Mode makes all-natural and science-backed supplements dedicated to helping men perform better across their core functions. Oh, yeah. The trademark product, the Sexual Performance Booster, is every man's solution for increased blood flow down below, firmness, stamina, and performance of your favorite friend. It's like a pre-workout before your buddy down below. And let me tell you, it works. And the best part, the product is totally safe. All ingredients have been assessed in peer-reviewed journals. 
all ingredients have been studied and researched in humans. It comes in a palm-sized little packet, like your favorite electrolyte powder. Just simply mix one of these bad boys right in with six to eight ounces of water, 45 minutes before sexual activity, and watch the magic unfold. Like, you know when you start blowing up an inflatable castle? It's sort of like that, but down below. But it's time to redefine your intimacy and go to usejoymo.com for 20% off with promo code FRATCHAT. Oh, yeah, that's 20% off and free shipping with promo code FRATCHAT at usejoymode.com. Ingredients with integrity, it's joy mode, baby. Katie's time to get to it. And what's the mayor's the thing listening to us? Siri is listening. Siri is listening. I don't know. Siri? Well, you must have hit something. Yeah, Siri just popped in. Start listening to what we're saying. Back off, Siri. You don't have consent. It's not a threesome situation. And believe me, I've been trying. Oh, God. For years. That's going to happen. <laughs> I know my birthday. Nope. But not today, Siri. <laughs> believe me, I've tried. <laughs> Anywho, it's time to get to this week's topic. Because, if you don't know, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but you do. But we here, I should say, we here the Frat Chat Podcast, but uh, it's me and Julie here. So, me here at the Frat Chat Podcast featuring Julie, so Seba doesn't kill her. Um, <laughs> we're big reality TV fans here. In fact, uh, you know, during the pandemic, a certain someone uh, would make fun of me for watching this show until she found herself interested in the storylines while we're hearing it. <laughs> uh, with the shoe being on the other foot, uh, she got me into Vanderpump Rules very much the same way. So we're kind of a we're kind of a trash reality TV household here at the Fat Chat Podcast featuring Julie. <laughs> this show, I have to say, lies at the very tippy top. Uh, this is the creme de la creme. This is the show that I've been watching since my college years. And in fact, I used to pregame with this very show every Thursday night for Thirsty Thursdays, baby. Oh, yeah. And then February 8th, this week, it's coming back. And I'm talking about the Jersey Shore. The greatest show on earth. Well, maybe not the I was going to say. It's a pretty good show. Pretty good show. We love it. I love it. Uh, Mike, Snooky, JWoww, Angelina. Sammy, sweetheart. uh, Sammy. Ron. Pauly D, Vinny, and uh, Dina. And the gang. I I suppose the gang. (laughs) They come together. They fist pump. They start shit. They have drama. They're very funny. They're lovable. But they get them. They tug their heartstrings. So, we're going to give pay homage to the gang. And Julie and I are fellow MTB alums as well. So, we know how to celebrate some good reality moments. And uh, that's what we're going to do here. We're going to give you our favorite Jersey Shore TV moments to pay homage to the Grand Return. To get you ready. So, if you want to go ahead and tag along with us, you can check out these moments. And uh, go back and watch them yourself. Get yourself ready. Show's coming back, baby. And this time, you have the full cast coming back together again for the first time since the OG days. So note, this list will feature moments from the OG show 
and the Family Vacation Show. This is the mishmash of the best moments. So check it out. Right here. Oh, yeah. Anywho, uh, I've been yapping for a while, so you go first, Julie. Okay. What's your favorite moment? Well, not all together. Oh, I know. Where do you want to start? I'm thinking a favorite of my few prepared. Um, I would say, I think one of my favorite ones is when Angelina comes back to Family Vacation. I know that's not the OG show, but the Family Vacation honestly is so good. Almost as good as the original. Um, So Angelina, as everyone knows, like left season one very early, left season two. um, And then eventually... She comes back to family vacation and no one is expecting it or ready for it. So she just knocks on the door and the situation goes, oh my God. Angelina then says, yo, you think I'm a dirty little hamster? And then the situation says, who sent you? And runs away. So I think her coming back added so much amazingness to the show and we had no idea that we needed her back, but... After that moment and having her in the show, it's been really fun to watch her. And, no, see, here's the thing with her. Um, I kind of wanted her back for a long time because I just feel like she left in, like, the worst terms. And then they had kind of shown her uh, very briefly make a cameo in one of the episodes when Dina first comes in where they, like, run into her in a bar. It was just kind of sad. And then she did go. I'm a wrestling fan, as uh, you all very famous know. She did pop up in TNA Wrestling and did a couple of things. And she did a couple of things in uh, other places. But for the most part, I just felt like Angelina, it's not like, you know, it's not like they necessarily did her wrong because she, she played her big part in the conflict here. It was not really the best roommate. <laughs> uh, but I just felt like there was like a missed opportunity there. And had she just hung out and toughed it out a little bit longer. Maybe they could resolve the issues. But they're all, you know, you're young. Don't give a shit. You're all drunk all the time. It's tough to mediate your situation. Uh, no pun intended. When uh, things like that are happening. And at the same time, if Angelina doesn't leave, we never get Dina. So That's true. I think <laughs> yeah. everything worked out for the best. Uh, you could argue that... If Angelina wouldn't have left then, it wouldn't have opened up the door for this return and for the life and career she's having now. And who knows where she would have ended up. So maybe she was just not ready for the success back then. But she's killing it now with her fake butt. And, you know. <laughs> she's like super fit. And she honestly looks like a Kardashian. She always jokes she's the well, Kardashian she, of Staten Island. She obviously <laughs> asks her surgeon to make her look exactly like him. And, you know, between you and I, that's, I don't think that's all gym gains right there. You know, there's, a, there's definitely not squats happening. <laughs> so Something tells me Angelina doesn't spend hours sculpting her body at the gym. Uh, but she does spend hours at the surgeon. So, <laughs> so I and, did, I, and I love her. She's one of my favorites. I always felt bad for her because Jenny and Snooki, like after a few episodes, like bonded so tightly. Ronnie and Sam were a thing, and then the guys were on their own. And I feel like maybe she just didn't have that girlfriend to like bond with, so she was an outsider. Well, the thing about her is they used her a lot to stir the pot too. 
and then left her fucking hand, holding the spoon, <laughs> I should say. That's true. Like, every time, like, for example, the note, uh, which we'll get to uh, later on the list, uh, she was there. She didn't do anything. She was sitting there, but then they blamed her. Like, she had something to do with it uh, more than she did. Um, didn't Jenny and Snooki write it by themselves? They did, yeah. But then they were like, well, you knew. So then they were trying to flip they it on her. They pinned it on her. They always, they always, like, flip it. So, and this is, like, most so in the OG days, but even kind of, I don't know, from what it comes across in the episodes, later on, for example, like, when they don't go to situations baby thing. Oh, God. You know, they all shit on Angelina because she's the only one that goes. And sure, uh, Mike is the one that throws her under the bus, and then they all shit on her because they bleed Mike over her. Totally. So I guess I don't blame them. But do they know who the fuck situation still is at the bottom of the Oh, hundred percent. Totally. And he, he definitely isn't the one that'll tell you, yeah, that hurt my feelings straight up until it becomes an issue. And then he'll be like, No, no, I'm always honest. I'm always honest. He's still a goddamn potster. Yeah, he's using saying like, Oh yeah, Angelina said this because he really felt that way and yeah, he was he just was too one. scared to say it himself. He was the one. He was the one. So uh <laughs> Yeah, she, I feel like she ends up getting the bad end of the stick, uh, the short end of the stick uh, often, but it really shouldn't be her. Ladies and gentlemen, Carlos Garcia here, coming to you live from the bathroom. That's right, I'm on the toilet right now. And that's because today's episode is sponsored by Tushy, and I can't get enough of it. In fact, in the future, people are going to laugh about how we used to just eat dirty poo-poo in our booty holes all day. Like, come on, man. Deep down inside, we all know that using toilet paper alone leaves nasty and smelling bacteria behind our butts. We know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. However, Tushy has finally made number two cleanup way more hygienic and better for the environment. In fact, you now can have a fresh stream of water, the same water as your sink or your shower, to clean up your booty after every poop. And Tushy's bidets are so easy to set up on any toilet. In under 10 minutes, you can set up your home bidet that will change your life forever. I'm not even kidding. This product is life-changing. And if we're being honest here, it feels pretty good too. How do I know? I'm using it right now. However, for a limited time only, our listeners get 10% off your entire order at hellotushy.com. That's right. Go to hellotushy.com, H-E-L-L-O-T-U-S-H-Y. Dot com and use promo code FRATCHEF for 10% off. It's time to get rid of those skid marks once and for all with Tushy. Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, I agree. That's a great moment. And honestly, that's something that I wondered if it would ever happen. I was not under the impression, never say <laughs> never, but it was a huge shocker seeing her come back to the show. And... Uh, it was. I mean, it was something I. I think. I think everybody was just so excited to see what happens next. So it helped give a lot of legs to the new show, the family vacation, uh, leg of the show. That was like, oh shit, what's gonna happen here? So it was great. It was great to see the comeback. Uh, anyways, for my first one, I'm gonna start with a uh, very funny ridiculous moment where i have to say back in my college days i got pretty blacked out and shitty but i'm glad that it never got this bad 
And this is going back to season three, episode three, the famous Snooky Blackout episode that <laughs> led to the greatest line in uh, that season's history. Where's the beach? Where's the beach? Snooky's so hammered from a little bit of day drinking, which I'm not going to lie, I will have been there. And then she's wandering around the boardwalk uh, asking people where the beach is. While on the beach. Yeah, the beach is literally (laughs) parallel to her. And at one point she gets to a guy like, where's the beach? And he's like, um, right there. (laughs) And she just like can't comprehend it. But eventually she gets on the beach and then of course she can barely fucking walk. So she's like having very noticeable intoxication issues. Where the cops are like telling JY, I think it was, like, hey, like, get your friend out of here. Uh, it's going to happen. And we're going to have to arrest her. But we've all been there, though, <laughs> when you have that friend who is just shithouse and will not listen to reason. Well, that was Snooky. And uh, she ends up getting arrested. And she is crying and freaking out. And she's like, fuck you, asshole, to the cops. Like, I'm not a bad person. I think it was. Yeah, she kept saying, I'm not a bad, I'm person. Not a bad person. And her, like, sunglasses are, like, half yeah. on her face, <laughs> half off her face. And I'm pretty sure she face planted in the sand and then they carry her away. That's and, right. And she's like, ah. Yeah, that's why they were, like, finally, like, all right, we got to arrest this girl. But uh, good Lord, uh, Snooky, that is definitely some, uh, Legendary blackouts, uh, and that one particularly, I salute you. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I gotta say, when I first started watching the show, Snooky kind of annoyed me, but then when you got to that episode in particular, is where I finally like fell in love. Where it's like, okay, this girl is so funny, she's ridiculous, but yeah. she's very funny, and now it's like she's like one of my favorites. Sure. It's so weird to see her have like a full family. Like I'm pretty sure she has three kids. She has her own wine company. Um they call her when she's drunk, they call her Dren. And that was definitely a very early Dren. (laughs) For sure. That was definitely Dren. Fuck off! I'm a good person. Where's the good person? That was my first moment on the on the list. What you got? What you got? Ooh, okay. Just because we're talking about Snooky, I'm gonna jump to this one. So very early on, Snooky was a little bit like the first season, first couple episodes. She was trying a little too hard, and people weren't really accepting her. But then she got punched in the face. Oh. And I think that was, like, one of the biggest turning points for Snooki because, like, Vinny was concerned. All the girls rallied together. So, long story short, someone ordered drinks for the Jersey Shore cast while they were at the bar. This guy pops in, steals pretty much, like, the whole tray or, like, the whole bunch of drinks. So, Snooki standing, like, on a chair and yelling at him. And, mind you, she's a tiny, like, four foot nine person. Um, and then all of a sudden the guy starts yelling back at her and he punches her in the face. Then the cast all starts fighting with this guy. Security takes him out, takes him outside. And this really turned into a bonding moment for Snooki because her mouth was bleeding and everyone really felt bad. So that was definitely a big turning point for Snooki. And I think one of the most memorable parts of the first season. 
Oh, for sure. And I mean, they didn't quite fully show the hit. They yeah. like did a quick blackout to obviously not show, <laughs> but it, but it's like the first time you really see uh, something like domestic violence. Like that. I don't want to call it domestic because they're not dating, but like you know, violence on TV towards a woman. Uh, I mean, sure, we've seen the slap, the famous slap on Rulo. That was a guy smacking a girl. But that was a smack. This was a full-on punch. punch where this guy took her down. And I'm not going to lie. Uh, I don't know how that guy made it out of that bar without everybody killing him. And he must have signed a release form because his face wasn't blurred. <laughs> yeah, true. But at the same time, <laughs> maybe maybe because he committed a crime. Oh, like maybe that's like a workaround maybe. that they can show it's, it. If... It's like, you know, it's like, fuck it, he committed a crime on our thing. <laughs> or they'll drop the charges if you sign and we show it on TV. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's so tough. But yeah, they definitely did show his face. And later on, they even identified him. Oh my God. I don't, I don't, I don't think on the show, but like, like on a website or something like that. So this guy definitely caught a bunch of slack. But... <sighs> I feel like if that happened in today's day and age, he would be canceled and absolutely like chased after. But this is like really before social media. I feel oh, like yeah, but there, there was still uh, like Twitter and stuff. Facebook was around. People, people weren't getting canceled left and right. But this guy definitely suffered in his <laughs> personal life after this bad decision for sure, for sure. Um, and also, like, what a piece of shit you have to be to like, punch a girl like that. They all kept saying that. Vinny was like, she's my, she's like my little sister. Who punches a girl? Who punches a girl? Even Snooki was like, who punches a girl? Especially because it wasn't, like, you know, like, I see these videos pop up on the internet all the time where it's like, a girl punches a guy in the face and the dude gets mad and punches her back. And while I don't agree with guys punching girls, in that situation where someone's attacking you, you're entitled to hit him back. Sucks, but you are entitled to hit him back. This was nothing like that. Like she, mm-hmm. this this guy was stealing their shots. She was just like, "Hey, back off!" Totally. This is our stuff, and fucking, he decided to just be an aggressive piece of shit and uh, and punch her. So honestly, I hope that guy learned his lesson. But pieces of shit like that rarely do. So I'm hoping he does. Though I'm hoping he does. I don't want to get sued just in case he listens to this. But, you know, not cool, bruh. I hope you got yours. Yeah. Uh, at least a couple of days in jail. He drops the soap. And Snooki got a lot of great relationships out of it. That's true. It did save a, <laughs> did save a relationship. That's when Ron comes up and gives her that, like, empowerment. Yeah. Like, Snooki, your girl. She's yeah. seen how we all just love you. It was like, he was, like, so hammered, but... It's so funny. He it kept calling deal. her Snickers, like the Snickers, Snickers. chocolate. Snickers, yeah. <laughs> and it was like a sh- Snickers. It was weird. It was almost like he had a speech impediment. So, uh, but yeah. I gotta say it, you guys. I was a little skeptical installing my own home today. But after trying Tushy, I'm in love. It was so easy to install, and my booty has never felt cleaner. And now I can say goodbye to days of phantom poops. You know, fat of poops. It's like the days where you gotta keep wiping over and over, but somehow you can't get rid of it all. And like you're just wiping for like 25 minutes. And it's like, oh my God, how can I get my booty clean? And it just doesn't happen. Those days are over. Plus, 
Tushi is not just good for your booty. It's good for Mother Earth. That's right. Because it's no secret that toilet paper is bad for the environment. Now, the Tushi Bidet also stays clean and hygienic with its patented self-cleaning smart spray. The nostril self-cleans before and after each use automatically. So you ain't gotta do it anything. The buildup resistance design also helps you to minimize grime buildup and it even has an antimicrobial knobs. Oh yeah, stays clean all day long, just like your booty. Now, every Tushy Bidet comes with a 30-day hassle-free return and a 12-month warranty. It's risk-free to join over 3 million real pooping humans who have made this switch to a cleaner and more confident butt, including this booty right here. And now you too can get that fresh out of the shower feeling at HelloWithTushy.com. In fact, for a limited time, our listeners get 10% off your entire order when you use promo code FRATCHAT at checkout. That's 10% off your order at HelloTushy.com, H-E-L-L-O-T-U-S-H-Y.com with promo code FRATCHAT. It's time to back that ass up with confidence with Tushy. Ooh, what's your next one? My next one, I'm going to take a take a little gander forward to season two, episode five, and um, it's funny that the episode is called the letter <laughs> because the letter is not called the fucking letter. Everybody knows it as the it's note. Out. So MTV, uh, as former alumni here, <laughs> in a episode that was the thirtieth most watched show in America. Not to brag, but yeah, to brag. Listen to us. You know, we're not we're not steering you wrong. Change that episode. Not its name to the note, for God's sake. What the fuck are you doing the letter? But very famously, uh Ron in season two of the shore and Sam are kind of a complicated situation. Very complicated. Yeah, they're are they together? Are they not? Uh it's a whole thing. And uh, while he is attempting to woo her back, essentially, and prove to her that, you know, he's with her or whatever, he's also uh, behind the scenes getting his, getting, trying to get his D wet, to put it politely. And the thing that's weird is that he's doing it at the club's end of show. So, like, there's cameras there. So, like, clearly she's going to fucking see it. But I guess, you know, you're hammered. Right. Now you're super popular. At this point of the show, they're making money. Um, so, you know, these things go out the window. You're probably, you know, you, go, you, you, you kind of think you're invincible back then. And you're so smart. And she'll never figure it out. Right. Anyway, she wasn't there, but her friends were. And so were the cameras. So were the camera. <laughs> and so one night in particular, Ron gets a little bit extra friskier than he should. And the, the girl roommates see it. And they decide when uh, eventually that enough is enough. Note, during this time, also, Sam is having issues with the girls. Mm -hmm. Things are not necessarily going great there. So they decide to write a note to Sam telling her what Ron is doing. (laughs) And at the same time, while they say they're doing it for her, it was kind of also to spite her type thing. Like, hey, like, bitch, like, you're going for this guy who's doing all this to you. As opposed to us, so second dick. It was kind of, it was kind of like, it felt like that. I feel like it was like they were so scared to confront her about it because she didn't want to hear it, so they just did this anonymously. Yeah, but, but they who the did want to help her. 
Where the fuck else would I, I would have written a note? They all live there. There's three girls. Clearly not, you know, Angelina didn't write it. Well, it took her a while to figure out who did. Yeah, so. but like, <laughs> that's because she wanted to play dumb. But, like, she fucking, you know. But anyways, this is what the note said. Uh, Sam. This is, no, this is in all caps, too. Which is red flag number one for any letter. <laughs> but, Sam. The first night of bed when you left, when you left, Ron made out with two girls and put his head between a cocktail waitress's <laughs> breasts, and also was grinding with multiple fat women. Oh my god, it's terrible! <laughs> <laughs> when you left crying at Clutch, Ron was holding hands and dancing with a female and took down her number. Multiple people in the house know, therefore, you should know the truth. Oh <laughs> my god. So, so dramatic. But yes, I like how he was grinding with multiple fat women. My oh my god wasn't even like that he was doing. I was like, I can't believe they called people fat women. Like that's so mean. <laughs> I was like, these girls. They were they were mean that's sometimes. So mean. They were catty. But there is an episode where someone calls Snooky fat and yeah. they lose their shit. So it is funny, you know, it is the tea calling the kettle black in this particular this particular situation. Um, but yeah, it's 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 become at this point the note has become a legendary uh, thing within its own. It led to of course a crazy explosion of everything at the house because Sam is obviously furious at Ron, but then she's doesn't know who the fuck she can trust because she doesn't know which one of the roommates wrote this thing. So it puts her in a place where then she becomes really alienated. But then it leads to, of course, because when you do things behind people's back, these things always happen, a crazy explosion uh, between Wow and Sammy that leads and blows, ladies. And uh, it's one of the craziest, <laughs> craziest catfights I have ever seen. It is wild. I guess, like, what would you do if someone wrote you a note about the girl that you were seeing? Um, and, like something like that, but like reverse. you see, the thing is, my friends would just told me. My friends wouldn't have written me a fucking note. They would just be like, "Dude, I saw her, goddamn, banging someone," and that would be it. But what if you were like, I don't, I, you didn't want to hear it. Like My it friends was... are not fucking going to write me a goddamn, <laughs> you know my friends. Yes. They write me a goddamn note, are you serious? Like that would be the stupidest shit. Maybe your friends write you a No, the they question would fucking do write you. that. Rachel or something. Like, no, she wouldn't. <laughs> Shall I? Carlos was making out with multiple fat. <laughs> no, she would never say that. She would never say that. <laughs> when you left crying. Fat women came from everywhere. No, stop. <laughs> stop saying that. Just say women. Well, um, that's what they said, not me. I'm, I'm polite. But my friends would tell me too. They wouldn't do that. Sure. They wouldn't write like an anonymous note. They would be like, hey, just so you know. And like, yeah, I would be mad, honestly, probably at them first and then mad at you. But See, but that's, that's the raw reaction. You'd be mad at them first. Well, I mean, I'm just being honest. I'd probably be so angry that I'd take it out on them for telling me. So it's like shooting the messenger. And then eventually you realize, oh my God, I was wrong. It's you who's the problem, not them. So I'm just following Sammy's kind of train of thought. She just like couldn't believe that her friends would do this to her. But it's really for her. Yeah. It's to her and for her though. Because I still do think... 
that the reason they wrote the note was to be like, ha ha, I told you so. He sucks. You stupid. It was like, yeah, I don't know. Especially because at the time, the things weren't going the best. Otherwise, they would just told her. So I do think there was a little bit of malice there in the note. Especially the level of detail, too. <laughs> you could see that there's malice there. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said fat women. Just the language they use. Yeah. If they was like doing it for her, and we're like, Ron's cheating on you. Yeah. We saw him do it at the club. So we can talk about it. And then so and so. Maybe they provided the info about like the cocktail waitresses just so they could have like evidence. Yeah, but no, no, no. I mean, I guess evidence for like, like two cocktail waitresses were there. Yeah, <laughs> but that's still nice like reports. ridiculous. Like, I don't know. I, I do feel like there was definitely a little bit of malice there while they were also admitting that they were trying to help her. I, I, do, I just think that they were. They were trying to make her look a little stupid. But anyways. Okay. That is moi. Uh, that's the legendary note. Something that to this day still gets brought up and joked about on the show. So you have to make the list. Anyways, what you got? Yeah. So I'm honestly kind of going in order of, of pretty much the show. But basically, I'm going to go now back to Snooki and Angelina's epic fight. So, this is season two. Um, Angelina has her bags packed yet again. Um, as everyone remembers, she left the first season. Um, she's been having some issues with the fam. And basically, Snooki comes walking through the front door. Obviously, everyone's been drinking. But Snooki's holding, in Angelina's words, her man. Her man's hand. Um, and Snooki and Angelina eventually... You know, like, they fought over Vinny. They fought over guys. Um, so Angelina starts calling them all fake, yelling, lashing out. Um, and then Snooki starts removing her earrings and starts punching, running towards Angelina, like, turning themselves into, like, little balls, scratching and punching, pulling each other's hair. They start rolling around. They take a little break. And then they start it up again in round two. And then, unfortunately, she leaves that episode um, they see, they show her packing her bags, walking away, and in her little confessional, she was sad that no one told her to leave. Not to leave. <laughs> no one told her not to leave. Um, that would be different. <laughs> so, that was, like, a really, the amount of fighting that happened on this show was pretty shocking, because, I like, watching people punch and fight, I feel like you don't see that today as much in reality TV. Oh, totally. Um, so, That's yeah. something I made through show. They all... They all hooked up and fought each other, essentially. <laughs> On camera, which is kind of terrifying. <laughs> uh, that was, and I mean, at, at the same time, that's what made the show real. It was like, and that was sort of, those were kind of the things that were going on when I was in college, too. So it was, you know, people were hooking up, drinking, and fighting. That was essentially college in a nutshell. So it was very real. I do think the times have changed. Hopefully people are not resulting to <laughs> punching each other as much. Uh, but it was it made for some great ass TV, I have to say. You know, it was uh, it was sad to see her go. I wasn't thinking that she'd be gone for good, but at the same time, uh, you know, that was the second time in two seasons yeah. that she had gone home early. So she should have definitely thought that through before yeah. leaving the second time, because obviously they weren't going to have her back in the third season. Right. I think she really 
really deep down hoped someone would be like, stop, yeah, come back. Yeah, stupid. But yes, it's like the classic girl like saying, don't chase after me. But obviously she wants you to chase after her. Totally, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, you shouldn't do things based on what you think people are going to react and do for you because people rarely do what you think they're going to do. So you're, you're just going to end up looking stupid. And that's what happened to her. So she had to pack her trash bags back up, take her ass home. She had so, real suitcases this time around. Yeah. <laughs> she learned. Uh, yeah. No, I, just, I felt bad. I definitely felt bad. And at that point, too, it felt like, wow, she was being severely annoying. Like, like she even pissed off Polly D that season. She hit him. Yeah. He, they was, said that when she was walking out the door. Which is fucked. She slapped you know, him get, in the face. To, yeah, yeah. To get him, like, so mad that he's exploding at someone, you really got to fuck with him a little bit. But... I felt like at that point, they were all kind of like, well, it may have not been a spoken agreement. They're all kind of ganging up on her. Totally. Being a little passive aggressive and trying to get her to explode into that fight, into something bad, to drive her out. At that point, it was very clear that no one wanted her there. Plus, they all bonded season one after she left. Like, she didn't make it long season one either. And so she was They're all really... better friends, and they're like, why is she here, basically, the yeah. whole time? And she was also still driven by ego a lot, where she wasn't trying to, you know, do things to make the relationship better. She was just trying to be like, fuck you guys, I'm cooler than you. I'm the best one here, you know? At that time, they all, they all were very ego-driven. But here's the thing, when you're the one in the outs with a group and you're trying to kiss booty to get back in, you gotta do something. <laughs> like, you can't... You don't start fights. <laughs> you, can't, yeah, you can't just be a piece of shit and yeah. expect them to come to you. So I think she should have uh, kissed the ring a little bit more, if you will, if she was trying to get in with these people. Later on, she did. And thank God she did. And I think at the same time, when she came back, everybody was in a phase of life where they were trying to grow more. Mm-hmm. They gave so, her a tough time, not gonna lie. They still do. <laughs> they still do. Still things happen. But they were all at least willing to grow and accept her a little more. And, you know, let the relationship rebuild. The thing is, we're watching those relationships rebuild on mm-hmm. camera. Totally. Which is very tough. Uh, so it's not like, you know, we're watching that shit happen in real time. And that's the thing about relationships. They're tough. You know, friendships, life, love, everything gets tough. There's ups and downs. And we're just happy to watch them, watch it on camera. And some of the most dramatic people ever, <laughs> um, which makes for some great TV. But, you know, obviously there's going to be, there's, like I said, there's going to be ups and downs in relationships. So you can't expect uh, things to go smoothly. What is that, Paul, you say? You can't expect to get peaches or something. Wait, Polly or Mike? Polly said it on the phone one year. I have no idea. After someone messed up, I think it was with Snooky. So you can't expect everything to be peaches if you give her something. And they hung up. <laughs> God, lemons, baby. Like, I don't know. I don't we'll know. look it up. Yeah, anyways, uh, if you, those of you that know what the fuck I'm talking about, let us know. Watch that <laughs> podcast. Uh, give us a follow. Anywho. Is it me or does buying a sex pill at a gas station feel super awkward? You know, you're like walking around and uh, you don't know what to get. The guy's definitely looking at you, judging you for every step. It's super weird. Plus, then we got to talk efficacy. Does it really work? Because my buddy once bought a condom from a gas station. 
And now he has three kids. So you tell me. So it's good to know that Jomoid is not only backed by its users, it's backed by science, people, which goes to show that science can be sexy sometimes. Now let me ask you something. Whether you're happy or unhappy with your performance in the bedroom, why not perform even better? Usain Bolt was the fastest man in the world, and he still wanted to run faster. So why not be an Olympic gold medalist in the bedroom, fellas? Because that's where Joy Mode comes in. Joy Mode's sexual performance booster is like a pre-workout, but for sex. It's designed to support erection, quality, firmness, and sex drives. And it contains clinically supported doses of ingredients like arginine nitrate, L-citrulline, Panex ginseng, and vitamin C, which is going to make your boy down below stronger than ever. Oh, yeah. Not only is this the only supplement you'll need in the bedroom, it also supports blood vessel support, cardiovascular and heart health, athletic performance, blood pressure, and general erection function. Plus, here are the game changers. All ingredients have been assessed in peer-reviewed journals, and all ingredients have been studied and researched in humans, so you know it works. And I don't know about you guys, but I'll never go back to over-the-counter drugs after trying joy mode. And psst. It's small enough to fit in your wallet and take it with you on the go. It's the perfect travel companion. And it's a powder, so you don't need to worry about it getting crushed in there. So all you got to do, fellas, is just go to usejoymode.com and get 20% off with the promo code FRATCHAT at checkout. That's 20% off and free shipping with promo code FRATCHAT at usejoymode.com. Great sex solved naturally. Oh, yeah. Uh, on to the next one. Is it my turn? Or your it's turn? your turn. Oh, it's I, turn. I just did the Angelina Snooky fight. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, anyways, more fighting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, actually, more fighting. More fighting. This is the show. Uh, I'm gonna go next to season four, episode five of the OG Jersey Shore, where they go to Italy like a. Like my co-host, <laughs> that's right. And uh, this one is a very special one uh, because it's the situation versus the wall. Where, you know, I guess uh, maybe that's where Donald Trump got his idea from a wall. Oh, God. So like, okay, you see, the wall took out the situation. Like, believe me, he had no chance. See how his head hit the wall? Okay, it was almost like cracking an egg. Okay, believe me, and I like eggs. Okay, I was like scrambled eggs. Give a little bit of bacon. Give believe me. A couple of sausage. Mm, yummy. Delicious. Give believe me. It was bad. He and Ronnie were about to go into it. Mm-hmm. At this point, Ronnie and Sam are having some argument about something. Again. <laughs> yes. Which was the common theme of the show. That's why there's no particular moment that made the list because it was like the whole the fucking whole show. <laughs> From season like two. To like the last episode of the whole OG show, OG, yeah. fighting. Uh, so that it just no, it happens a lot. <laughs> Ron Stop becomes iconic. Mm-hmm. They fucking fight all the goddamn time. So I don't know, but it was crazy. Anyways, at this particular point, Sam reveals to Ron that situation was stirring the pot again about their relationship. Shocker. Basically saying like stuff about Ron wanting to hook up with other girls and stuff while they were while Sammy was there. And this is going on at like four in the morning. And no, this season is very famous nowadays because in hindsight, mm-hmm. 2020, 
situation's going through like withdrawals and shit. Yep. Because <laughs> he is, you know, undergoing his drug addiction. And so he's not having a very good time over there, Rod. He's run out through his his stash at this point. So he is not necessarily his best self yeah. at this point on, to be the first to admit. And so then you have, you know, it's like three, four in the morning, a very drunk Ron who comes in and just seething, just seeing red, and literally like goes straight for the, for him and starts picking a fight. Literally lifts his couch up while the situation's yeah. sleeping on it or like laying on it, trying to fucking like, uh, I guess, relax. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm sure he's not feeling great at that point. And Ron literally just starts, decide, you know, picking a fight. And it's doing everything where you know, if you're a guy and you've been in a situation, or even girls, if someone's picked a fight with you, you just know where you reach that moment, that conclusion where you know that it's not going to go anywhere else. This person is going to fight you. So you have to just react. His situation loses his shit. Mm-hmm. And he decides to... I, I, there's a very famous movie called The New Guy. It's, very, it's a comedy. Uh, where it's this little skinny guy who is a total nerd in his school. He used to get bullied all the time. But he ends up transferring schools and he befriends this guy who goes to jail basically teaches him that if he acts crazy and tough, people will think he is. And he taught him how to do like a crazy act, but he still doesn't know how to fight. So situation kind of borrowed a little bit from here. Not saying that he can or can't fight. It's just that he was not trying to fight and decided that he's just going to act insane and hope that the crazy will get Ron to back down. Totally. Intimidation through hurting himself. Through crazy. That's a a thing that people do. Actually, Simo himself uh, will tell you that that's his strategy. (laughs) He will just do crazy shit. Uh, I had a guy who I know, he was a scientist, actually. This is a true story. I'm not making this up. He was a scientist. And at the time, he was studying uh, monkey AIDS. Hmm. Literally monkeys that were infected with the monkey version of AIDS. Or HIV, monkey HIV, it was, and and how it translates to AIDS. Well, long story short, uh, one day he's at work and he got bit by one of these monkeys, and obviously they have to do a test on him to see if the disease carried over from him oh from monkey to him, and it takes like a day or two for the test, so he's bugging out. And anyways, he goes to a bar that night. And this like meathead decides to pick a fight with him oh, for no. random reason. And the dude literally <laughs> said he grabbed, I think it was a pen or a cocktail knife or something. And he literally told the guy, I got bitten by a fucking monkey with AIDS today at work. And showed him like the bite. Oh, and it's like, you might kick my ass, but I might have monkey AIDS. I'm going to make sure I get blood all over your fucking mouth, son of a bitch. And the dude obviously didn't know what to do. And backed off because oh you don't want to fuck with crazy. Crazy gets people to back down. The crazy because here's the thing: you might knock out a crazy person, but crazy people get back up mm-hmm. and they keep fucking coming at you. And they're the ones that they will try to like rip out your eye and shit. They will find so, a way to come back. <laughs> yeah, so you, when you're fighting crazy, it's not the same thing. There's no reason there, and you know you're gonna be exhausted. You're gonna be hurt. You know just to take them out. So crazy good strategy, and this is what situation decided to go for. And he goes and smashes his head hard as fuck against the wall. 
But here's the thing, baby. This is not American construction where everything's weak as shit and you just fucking pop through a little wall and like it cracks through. This was a concrete fucking wall. Oh. And his head made like the loudest thud. And he oh hit God. it so hard that he like bounced and he fell on the ground. <laughs> and then he gets up again because his adrenaline is oh. like through the roof and he's still trying to do the crazy like you want to fuck me ah! <laughs> then like you can see that the pain and realization and probably the concussion set into his brain that this man i made a huge mistake and he just yeah. goes fucking down through the ground and it is bad and you can see that as the adrenaline comes down the pain levels go up and he ends up in the hospital the ambulance comes. I remember them taking him down on a stretcher. And, like, he looks so ridiculous on the stretcher. And, and then, he comes home with this neck brace. Then, yeah, yeah, it's iconic. Brace. It's an iconic, like, That's costume right. or That's Halloween right. costume. And then it's even a t-shirt at this point. Uh, situation. With sunglasses. With his sunglasses and his neck brace. Just sitting there on the couch, like, pity party away. It is the yeah. funniest. I feel so bad for laughing at his misfortune. But it is the funniest looking sight. He's a big guy, too. So yeah. see this jack dude just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, he was so sad after all that, yeah. honestly. And, like, no no one wanted to, like, stay home and, like, be with him. So he totally. was just home alone. Everybody was sick of him at the time. Yeah. And like I said, you know, he was going through withdrawal. So he was probably even more annoying than usual mm-hmm. at the time. And, uh... But I will say, I mean, it was kind of like a blessing in disguise for him because he ended up getting pain meds from the doctor. I was thinking, do you think that was on purpose? Like, that he thought that through to, like, hit himself on the wall so he could get the pain meds? Do you think that? I don't know if he thought it through, but... It was a happy accident. I think, yeah. The fact that it happened was definitely like, oh, shit, now I got pain meds. It's like (laughs) the worst thing to happen. Yeah. And And I, you know, like, at the time... Uh, there wasn't. There wasn't. I feel like they weren't there that much longer after that. So yeah. I don't know. It, he could have done it on purpose, but I don't think. <laughs> I don't think he. Done. I don't know, especially because you have to assume this would have been a very long-term planning for him, mm-hmm. which for a drug addict is not necessarily something that you're known for when you're like feeding at that point. Where he would stir the pot at lunch, knowing that Sammy would go to Ron. At four in the morning, would run with them, come seething red to kick, you know, his fucking couch yeah. and try to pick a fight with. Him. It would be very long term planning, yeah. which you know, when you're like in that situation, I just don't see it happening. I, you know, like I don't, you know, so I don't think he did it purposely, but definitely worked out for <laughs> his addiction at yeah. the time. So, which no. I'm so happy that he got clean. Yeah, he's so like, much better of a person. Yeah, he's much more likable. Because that's the thing with situation, the OG days. Like, while there were several aspects of him that were such a piece of shit, there were still moments where he's very funny and likable mm-hmm. that made you really enjoy the show. And then that's one of the reasons why the show became such a guilty pleasure yeah. was at the end of the day, you really did like these people. And you kind of felt like they were like your your friends, your bros, that, you know, shit, sometimes you're your buddy says something stupid and you're, he's an asshole, but he's still your buddy. And that's kind of how I feel like millennials and the generation that watched the show viewed them a lot. And it made it, them made it hard to hate him when he was sometimes a fucking asshole because, you know, of all these things. 
So, uh, good for him. He definitely is a much better person now. His life is doing much better than things that happened, but I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, I was going to say that kind of takes we'll me to my next one. Go on. Um, so, as everyone knows, hindsight's twenty twenty. So, once, you know, the situation gets sentenced for tax evasion is like... Um, charged with tax evasion he has to get clean he you know takes on this whole adventure of getting sober he had tried a few times before that but this was like really the straw that broke the camel's back um so i actually like the person he became way more after um he got clean and they he comes up with all of these amazing quotes like a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor and, like, he and Vinny go back and forth all the time. But the situation became such a better person after. And hearing him kind of say that he was going through withdrawals when that happened. Like, I had no idea. I just thought he was crazy. I thought, I honestly thought he was just, like, nuts. But there was an explanation for what was going on in Italy and, like, why he acted so crazy. So it, he's a much better person for getting clean um after getting clean and you know he did his short term in jail came out better um he still likes to stir the pot though with the girls that's still part of his personality even though he's sober he is a major pot stirrer but um that was definitely a turning point in his life and i feel like so many people were like you can't script this this is his life like he got sentenced um, along with his brother because of mismanagement of funds. Which apparently um, <laughs> was mostly his brother. Right. Who, you know, uh, lied and cheated him as well. And his brother ended up getting the bulk of the sentencing. Mm-hmm. The sentence for both of them. Um, his brother got a couple of years versus Mike got eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing, though, like... There's no way that you don't realize that, like, oh, should you make all this money? You don't have to pay any taxes? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I also just don't think he's he was or is necessarily, and he admits this, the sharpest tool in the shed. I think... Yeah, I mean, you hire... I have no idea. <laughs> this is literally the plot of Rocky Five. You hire someone that you trust with money. Right. And fuck you. But at the same time, like, your accountant sends you the bill. Like, I, I haven't... Literally, I don't... I do my own shit now, but... It was a couple of years where I used an accountant, mm-hmm. and he say, "This is how much you owe for your taxes." I don't know why I was using an accountant. I'm a comedian. I don't make that much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought that you know, I, I just don't want to fuck up my taxes because I don't want the IRS after me. But then I learned about H and R Block, and that's what I use now. Um, <laughs> so I, w- I would go through this guy, and then he would give me the bill, and then you see what the fuck your tax bill right. Is. And obviously, every time I got, I would get a bill, my eyes would go up to that fucking big, and I'd be like, what? How the yeah. fuck is it that I owe that much? Like, the guy tells you how much you owe. So, if I made any sort of money, and my accountant was like, oh, you don't owe any taxes, yeah. I'm going to have some questions. Get off. You had a hair hair. I don't care. Enough. They can't see it, mother. Relax. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so, no. It's, it's, it's really, at the same time, like, it's on him just as much as his brother. It is his money. It, you know, as an adult, you are responsible for knowing what you owe. Totally. And if your fucking accountant doesn't tell you that you owe taxes, when you're 
as, as being over 18 and in the workforce, you should know that April 15th is tax season. Always. That's when it ends. And if by April 15th someone hasn't told you that you owe anything, you should probably ask why. And you can get an extension with the government. <laughs> but... Uh, right like you get letters even if you don't know anything like you get letters from your place of work i'm sure like mtv sent them like forms to file their taxes with and he had all these partnerships and sponsorships i'm sure they were sending him or his accountant yeah, AKA like his brother. Shit. So. but like i mean he was buying fancy cars then he really had to humble back and like while he was on trial and all that he right. had to live very humbly and like an apartment yeah, by the I had shore. To sell everything. Yeah, because the IRS was obviously watching his shit yeah. at that point, and he had to pay restitution. And they made mm-hmm. him pay the money he owed. So I have to say, they threw the book at him, which in some ways I disagreed because I don't think he needed to spend all eight months in jail. He could have done what six. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it really did show a message. I did like that they that he paid every penny and he got out of jail. Uh, and, and lucky that he was able to keep working and that they got the show and the show yeah. did well. And some of the things that made the show super successful was lo- the looming sentencing of him. So in some ways, this made him money. For uh, sure. But that he was able to pay back his debt. And now if you look at his house, he lives in a fucking McMansion with yeah. super nice cars and shit again. And he was able to... It is kind of the definition of the American dream in some ways. As a foreigner, to see this guy who... Lost everything because he was stupid. Say, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be smarter this time around. I'm gonna do it better. And now look at him. Was- he did things right. He got clean. He paid the money back, and he totally. walked out of jail with like a T-shirt on that with one of his now famous quotes. I cannot totally. remember which one he had, but well, um- he has many of them, <laughs> which I'm gonna go through a couple of them right here. Some of his more notable motivational quotes. As Julie said, there's a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. You know, so there's be better, not bitter. That's one of my favorites. Uh, he says, living my best life. Made that famous. Uh, tough times don't last, but tough people do. Uh, which I have to Ooh. say, he kind of kind of stole that one a little bit from a pro wrestler. <laughs> saying bad guys, uh, or tough times don't last, but bad guys do. But anyways, uh, throw me to a pack of wolves and I shall return leading the pack. I love that. That's a good one. Yeah, the comeback is always greater than the step back. That is the shirt he was wearing when he stepped out of jail. That totally jogged my memory that he was wearing that. And I honestly love that one. I think about that sometimes. That's right. He also says, one of my favorite, a bitter root will only produce bitter fruit. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the best view comes from the hardest climb. Yeah. That's another good one. So, uh, yeah, the situation He's definitely grown. He's definitely a much better person now. And uh, we love him. So, so much more likable. <laughs> for sure. So keep it up, Mike. You're the man. And your kids are beautiful. So love you. Anyways. Going on a Valentine's Day date with a giant pew force down there is kind of like bringing your mom to it. It's going to get in the way of your sexy time later. Because no one wants to reach for your twig and berries down there and find themselves stuck in your bush. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm here to talk to you about the hero of Valentine's Day, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, brought to you by Manscaped. This electric trimmer features skin safe technology guarding your V Day treasure against any grooming mishaps. It also comes with the brightest LED spotlight yet, which is brighter than your best romantic smile. Like, check this out. Pretty romantic. Pretty handsome smile, right? Well, this is brighter. 
It's perfect for precise grooming, even in the trickiest spots. Oh, and it's waterproof too, making shower shaves a breeze, people. But hey, 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 that's not everything that the Love Doctor ordered. Oh, no, no, no. This package also features the Weed Whacker 2.0 Nose Hair Trimmer to get them nasty little hairs out of there. It also features Manscaped's liquid formulations and two free goodies, the Shed Travel Bag and the Boxers 2.0 because comfort is king for all my dogs. Oh, yeah. And for a happy ending, there's the Manscaped Refined Cologne. It's the Valentine's Day touch to your grooming routine. Elevate your grooming routine and set the stage for romantic, smooth celebration that we can all love. And for the bearded king such as myself, Manscaped also brings you the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, designed to shape your scrub effortlessly. It sculpts cheek lines and maintains beard styles, giving you that suave look for your romantic moments. Seamlessly handling even the thickest beards, it's the perfect tool for a polished, date-ready appearance. And right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code FRATCHAT because your grooming upgrade awaits, ready to charm your Valentine's Day dates. Oh, yeah. On to the next one. Uh, going back to the dark days of the situation. I'm going to take you by, mm. guys back to Season 1, Episode 7 of the OG Jersey Shore Series. When the gang goes to Atlantic City. And this particular episode is not the situation against the wall. This is the situation versus J-Wow's fist. Where she does a beautiful spinning roundhouse backhand. <laughs> that literally just cracks him. Like right in the pat. Right in the kisser. And you can see... Almost like the shock looked, the shock look in his face where he's like, God damn, this girl can hit. Like, <laughs> it is like, God damn, how did she hit me so hard? He is just holding his face. Yeah. He knows, he, at least he knows not to hit a girl. He, he backed off, yeah. let everybody else do their thing. Um, and the thing was crazy, though, because even though Mike at this point of the show definitely deserved a couple of ass whoopings for some of the things he had done, in this particular instance i was on his side because i don't think that he deserved to get punched this was i don't know if you remember this they're all sitting in a club at this point and uh everybody's having a good time and jay decides that she wants to leave and she's like mike walk me to the room Uh, and he's like with a girl like talking to a girl that he wants to bring up and and obviously get with he's like no like fuck you bitch to the girl essentially and he's like, Mike, walk me home. And starts, like, you know, getting, like, pushy with him. And he's like, dude, why are you asking me? Like, can't you just go with anybody else? You just go to the room by yourself, you know? And then she makes it like, you're not being a gentleman. Fuck you. Blah, I see blah, blah, her blah. point. Yeah, but you can fucking walk. You're an AC. You can walk upstairs to your room. Everything's going on in Yeah, but hotel. they're friends. They're supposed to be family. Blah, you blah, blah. You don't cock block your boy. That is rule number one. Back he could have walked days. her home and come back. No, not at not a, like last call and you lose whoever you're with. That is not how that happens. And especially maybe if they were like far away. But you are with TV cameras who are going to follow you home. You're not going to fucking be left alone to die. You're fine. You're with people. They're not going to let you die on camera. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Literally just fucking walk up the goddamn floor. Or go to one of the people that wanted to leave 
and goddamn get them to leave. It was she wanted to get to control him and she wanted to ruin his good time. That's my opinion. I feel like maybe he had the slap a bit a long time coming. Well, he absolutely did, but it's one of, it's kind of one of those like like I said with Angelina, where they were trying to kind of finesse the situation and get her to blow up so they could right. fire her and drive her out. I think in this particular situation, JWoww was angling towards it, and uh, and and she decided, oh, I'm going to annoy him, mm-hmm. and she decided who she was picking on purpose. So I was really on his side there. I felt like she could have bothered anyone else. <laughs> And not the guy who's talking to someone and being with someone. Like, eh, come on, let him be. Truthfully, he's probably the last person I would want to walk me home. Totally. <laughs> Especially in those days. Now he's become a sober situation. Totally. The, what, what, is, what do they call him? The designated situation. He's the designated <laughs> driver. He's the father. He's and like the leader. He's like the best to uh, take them home now. Ship them back oh, then. So I, would, I don't know if I want that guy walking my girl home any day of the week so (laughs) not old mike uh maybe new mike but anyways what you got next this next one is actually my last one and it's one of my favorites it's the wedding speech so this is again taking it back to family vacation um this is angelina's wedding you know obviously she came back which we talked about earlier and um the girls are starting to get along. They just went on this bachelorette of Angelina's in, like, New Orleans. Jenny and her are actually getting along. So, this wedding speech started out really nice, but I'm going to read you some of the lines from it, and I want you to think about this. Did they take the speech too far, or was Angelina overreacting? So, I would say, basically... Again, started out really nice, saying, like, third time's the charm with your engagement. <laughs> Which I don't really know. Actually, that's, <laughs> not, that's well, not something you should probably say. <laughs> but you know what? I think the nice I'm part of it. funny. It was, like, third third time's the charm with your engagement, and then third time's the charm with coming back with us. Oh, totally, totally. And then it was, it was like, it started out a little scary with that line, but then she brought it back in. Dina was reading it and was like, Third time's a charm with us. Now we love you. We're so lucky to have you. Like, all that. So, I was like, okay. Like, oof. Avoided a bad situation there. Um, and then Angelina, um, you know, is listening patiently. Dina goes, you're the lice to my hair. And it's like, okay. Um, you know, crowd laughs. Even Angelina laughs. Nicole says, you're the fly to our shit. Which that now my like eyebrows and my jaw have dropped. Um, that's what Nicole said. And then while Angelina responded with, I love that. But I think we've all been in those moments where we respond with something and then think about it later. And we're like, actually, that was really hurtful. Um, now Jenny chimes in with, you are the trash to our bags. Which is a pun because she brought all our clothes and trash. trash but also they make her fun of her for yeah. being trash. The last one, I think the last two are um, when it gets totally out of hand. Um, the comparisons continue. You're the throw up to our hangover, says Nicole. And you're the dump to our island, says Jenny. And this is referencing Staten Island, where almost everyone attending this wedding is from Staten Island. Angelina's friends, her husband's friends, family. 
So now everyone started booing in the crowd in the <laughs> at the. I don't think I've ever been to a wedding where someone has booed at a, yeah, no, a speech. I've never seen someone get booed. Um, there's thumbs I've been to down. Yeah. I've spoken at weddings too. Uh, I've never gotten booed. That would be literally my biggest nightmare. And now, no, this could have been also like the TV crews, like coaxing everybody to boo. You don't know, but it was. It I would. I would bad. die at that point. Uh, I would have at least switch gears to something sweet and nice. And the, but they doubled down. They were like, chill out. Stand yeah. Out calm it. down. They were, Jenny was saying, calm down. And the other thing that you have to think about here is Jenny is petrified of giving speeches in public. Mm-hmm. So this turned into like a traumatic event for her. But I actually, I personally, from all of this speech, I think that speech was overstepping. I think they shouldn't have said those things. Yeah. Especially someone like Jenny, who you're on eggshells with. I would not ever say those things at well, someone's wedding. my thing is, if it would have been a smaller wedding, where it's like, just them that get invited, like, you know, like the teeny tiny wedding, where it's just the crew, and like, maybe not even any family. Just them. Then sure, go for it. Inside jokes galore. People will love it. But this is the entire fucking family. Family, That's grandma, all that. People who have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. So it ruins it. And so while yeah. I can see why Angelina at first would have been like, oh, it's not so bad. I felt like it kept getting worse and worse to things were there and it wasn't lovable. Like, for example, the third time's the charm. They're already like, ugh. And they said, well, the third time was also the charm with us. I'm like, how much we love each other. Okay. okay. It was like, okay, they rescued themselves. But then but it just keeps then going. Then it got worse, 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 and worse. And it's like, Okay, then it keeps going. It's like, okay, where does the nice part come in? Uh, And it just felt like the nice part was supposed to be understood between the puns, but that wasn't nice. Like, you're supposed to, even when you roast someone in comedy, when there's a fucking roast to someone, you say all the mean shit at the beginning, and then at the end, you say say a little blurb about how you love them, they inspire you. The payoff. The lead up into the nice. That's what it is. That's how you roast people. So they didn't do that in this way. It was just, it just felt like it was roast, roast, roast. And I can see how the husband could see it as mean spirited. Yeah. And you have to also take it when you're doing someone's wedding, even though at the end of the day, the bride is the one that, you know, her opinion matters first uh, in the wedding. It is two people's wedding and it's two families. And if both of these people are paying all this money to have the best day of their lives, you have to take it into consideration how the other side is going to react when you say what you said. So I think they should have thought it through a little better. Don't make fun of Staten Island. I think. Well, they could have. In front of all of those people from Staten Island. Staten Island was the least offensive thing. I, I just think that by the time that they hit it, they had already overstepped a little bit too much, so it just led to everybody booing. They yeah. could have made it funnier, is the thing. They could have I would, made it I would ask Vinny, honestly, to help him write it. Yeah. I would have been like, you're the peanut Vinny's butter funny. to my jelly. Like, nice things, not the fly to our well, shit. Well, you, you can still <laughs> say something mean but funny, that's the thing. Yeah. It's the rule of comedy. If it's funny, people will let it slide. And that's where they, it just wasn't really that funny. They should have asked Vinny to help him. Vinny, people can say what they want. He's pretty funny. But the guy can be funny. Uh, <laughs> Don't tell him that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, like, not when he's actually trying to do stand-up, but when he's, you know, like helping them <laughs> in speeches situations. Uh, but yeah, so I would have, I would have, 
or not even necessarily sure you want to make it your own but just have someone fucking read it right is this cute or is this too much like how did anyone okay this i'm sure they practiced and like read it in front of their husband three of them but the three of them are also in a bubble yeah that's the problem but their husbands would have been like ah and that's the thing (laughs) i I don't think that they share through their husbands i think they stay in a bubble and that was the problem. And you keep things in a bubble, and you're in a bubble, and no one... You're like, this is fine. This is fine. Outside of the bubble, someone's going to see it differently. So I think that's the issue. Uh, anywho, we have two more moments to go through here. And uh, I'm going to go with the second to last one. <laughs> uh, one that was just a hilarious moment from the... Uh, family vacation season and this one happened during the pandemic this was the 2020 filming when everything was shut down uh and i was wondering how the hell are they going to do this it actually turned out to be a very entertaining season Mm -hmm. and one where they really managed to at least pull us away a little bit from the pandemic and all the shit that was going through and really entertain us and they got this entire hotel to themselves, which is so Jersey Shore of them because it's so fucking extra and awesome. And they, you know, they had a family vacation in an abandoned hotel, essentially. Like, they had the staff to themselves and shit, but it was just them, which makes it so entertaining. But they could do whatever they wanted here. And they sure did. You know, they would, like, drive scooters around. They were fuck around, do games, whatever. And one of them was a very special game show where Polly and Vinny having their own uh, shot of love shows that became hits on VH1 decided to help Ronnie out with his love issues as well because he's relation to, he's notoriously been bad at relationships horrible bad bad <laughs> <laughs> you can google that yourself yeah uh, and so they do Ronnie Magros trouble shot at love and this to say it's bad would be an understatement but it's so bad that it's good mm-hmm. like literally they they and i'm not gonna lie they hooked it up for him they got these babes <laughs> that that were potential uh girlfriends for ronnie and they decided to do a little game show well, it's supposed to be super simple right you Talk about yourself, you introduce yourself, you see if you have in common, Ronnie picks a girl. Uh, shouldn't be so awkward. Like The Bachelor, like something right, simple. Right. And Ronnie, you see him on camera, he's got personality, he shouldn't be able to fuck right. this up too bad, right? Wrong! He fucked this up so bad. Like, for example, uh, the thing whole starts with him trying to introduce himself, and they give him a little card. <laughs> a little simple card. Like a little index card with little some little words on it. game shows. And he's sitting there, like, struggling to read this thing. Like, just like... <laughs> and it's like, silence goes by. They pan to the girls who are all like, what is happening? Like, he's staring at this card, struggling. he's, like, flipping it, you know? He's, like, looking at it, like, flipping it back and forth. He's, like, looking around everyone. Like, I got this, guys. No and Vinny is, like... I'm pretty sure it says hi on there. And then all of a sudden it says, hi, ladies, my name is Ronnie. And that's like, like that was it. <laughs> and everybody just dying at it. Like, Dude, <laughs> can you not read? Like, what was that? Like, did you just have a stroke? And I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, with stand-up, I've been there where all of a sudden, like, you're freaking the fuck out about something. And then 
you get up on stage and the bright lights are bright and uh, you get nervous and it takes you a minute to get going. But good Lord, man, like this is ridiculous. Like this is, this is what you do. This is a TV show, man. Like you're in your own realm here. You've been filming this shit now for fucking like 15 combined years. Uh, Plus, like the one thing you will never forget about yourself, even if you have amnesia, is your name. Is your name. <laughs> Hello, so... I'm Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, like you didn't really need the cards for that, bro. You could have just, you could have winged that one. It felt way. like five minutes of silence, everyone staring at him, waiting to make a, a speech, and that was it. And again, I also want to know how much of that was them, the editing, drawing it out. Uh, Jersey Shortcast, if you ever listen to this, Ronnie. <laughs> Let me know how long you were standing there looking stupid. Because I am curious if that was mostly edited or uh, as awkward as it looked. Because it looked pretty awkward. But it was hilarious. And anyways, uh, when we talk about uh, Ronald, we got to talk about the yang to his yin. Uh, Because as we said, his relationship with Sammy was iconic. Sometimes for the good things and sometimes for the bad, uh, because there was a lot of fighting. Mm-hmm. In fact, so much so that it led to a bad breakup later and Sammy leaving the show, which, uh, while it did open up the door for Angelina return, to led to that goodness, you know, people, it, it felt like it wasn't always the same. People, well, while the family vacation was awesome and we were all having so much fun with it, you know, we missed Sammy. Yeah, she was the only one who didn't come back for family vacation. Yeah, and everybody was wondering, man, will she ever come back? We really miss her. Hopefully she dies. And as the time progressed, it seemed more and more like she was just not going to come. And we kind of let it go. Just, oh, well, I guess it is what it is. She always says she was happy in life, never going to come back. Man, stop asking me. Well, fast forward to... Uh, when Ten Ronnie years has later. to leave, <laughs> yeah, Ronnie has to leave the show for personal issues, and well, the thing that was keeping Sammy back mm-hmm. from being on the show was certainly gone. And uh, you know, she always said that she didn't want to revisit the toxic relationship that they had, and uh, well, with that not being an issue anymore, it opened up the door for her to return. And you go to finally season six, episode twenty of the Family Vacation Show. It shows how deep into the game. This is season six of the reboot. Mm-hmm. Episode 20. So much time has passed. It's when fa- finally Sammy, sweetheart, finally makes her return to the Jersey Shore. And it is such a good moment. Um, for one thing, it's, it's brought upon by Angelina. I was just going to say, we talked about so many issues earlier where Angelina didn't have her girl. Mm-hmm. She was... There was another issue yet again where she felt Jenny wasn't happy for her with the engagement and all the girls and whatnot. So she was like, I need a friend. So Sammy. Sammy was that friend. Yeah. And everyone was shocked. Yeah, it was amazing. It was it was bringing things full circle to Angelina's comeback too because it's now, it's now her pulling the prank <laughs> on them. And the look on their faces just says everything. It was like they saw a ghost. But then there was happiness and tears and there was a lot of uh, apologies and Mm -hmm. forgiveness and there was a little bit of drama you know some some shit had to be spilled but then store opening right it was honestly small things that should have been resolved via conversation but it was things that you know i know that builds up with people and that's the thing with drama like that it it eats at you and 
especially when you are roommates with someone under the huge bright lights of TV like that. You know, it, it, it's, it, things blow up. So you can't really blame them for taking things in the way they did. But it was so nice to see them get back together. It's so nice to see her being able to put the bullshit aside. Uh, eventually, it was like she's been there all along. She just fit right back in. Yeah, Angelina was like making faces like, what? This like, was what not fuck? easy for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was awful for me and now everybody loves her. Yeah. And uh, well, you know, to be fair, they all left in different terms. Yeah. Uh, so it worked out great. And it's cool because, you know, we all have those friends where it's like you, you, everybody has that friend that you don't see them for 10 years. But then when you do, it's like nothing's changed. Yeah. So it's good to see that dynamic too with them. And now she's back. And it's setting all everything up for this season, which debuts this week. Oh my god, I can't wait! Eight. <laughs> uh, when this this airs, we're gonna be what two days away from the grand return. So uh, yeah, check it out at MT on MTV. Uh, it's gonna be epic. This time, it's gonna be the first time since uh, the OG show ended that the entire cast is on the show, live together, doing things together. Sammy and Ronnie are going to be together. In the same rooms. It's going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be wild. So as fans of the show, as MTV alums ourselves, we are so excited to check out the show. So uh, let us know what you thought of our list and your favorite Jersey Shore moments. Let us know what you're excited to see. Uh, give us a follow at Frat Chat Podcast on all social channels. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. That's on YouTube. And uh, you can give me a follow as well at Carlos Does the World. That's on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Threads. Uh, Carlos Does World on Twitter slash X. Uh, you can follow my good buddy Simo, who's not here at Chris.Moore.comedy on Instagram, on TikTok at Seymour Comedy on Twitter slash X. Uh, he'll be back next week. And, of course, you can follow Julie, I guess. What do you, what do you want them to follow you? Yeah, what honestly, you? Instagram, um, it's at jberms. It's J-B-E-R-M-Z. It's like my first and last name. So. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> Just follow. Let us know what you thought on the list. And let us know what you're excited about with the Jersey Shore. And next week, my uh, bellissimo host, Chris Moore, will be back. So uh, let, us, let him know if you missed him. Or if you're happy without him, is he saying, "Bitch, don't get comfortable"? So I adjourn this meeting. Did I do whoa, that? Whoa, right? whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get your That's not how things work. You're not. Sebo's not here. I get to adjourn. Okay. So that's why. Yeah. Motion to adjourn this meeting. I guess you can second. I second. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, you guys. I'll be back next week with another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. The Frat Chat Podcast. See ya! listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e 
AV on YouTube.